0: Hey Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast, the number one Blue Jackets podcast in the world. Or so they say. Who wrote this, by the way? What's up, little boomers? Welcome in to the podcast. Episode 265. What's up? <laughs> That's about the energy of everybody. Yeah. If you are a Blue Jackets fan. Oh, yeah. It's, it's miserable. It was like pulling teeth trying to do an episode today. I don't think anybody wanted <laughs> Yeah, <to>. Nobody had
1: <laughs> any desire. Nobody Warren's had. Warren's sick. Kyle's got a big boy job. He's tired apparently and just didn't want to come. I almost didn't for the second week in a
0: row. I've been fighting illness. Well, you're here. Barely. Producer Braden, I'm Jordan. Episode 265, welcome into the podcast. It's been a hell of a week for the Blue Jackets. There's one way to put it. Been a hell of a week for the Blue Jackets. Might as well just get into it. I have nothing. I have no... I don't even have the energy to like banter for the first five minutes like (laughs) I usually do. It's one of those days, man. I think this is one of those days.
1: Energy is low, I think, for everybody around the world. It's a Wednesday. I know we always record on Wednesday, but middle of the week. I wake, I'll wake up tomorrow feeling a lot better.
0: I mean, I feel fine. It's just the, I got the Blue Jackets blues. No, the blues, the BJBs. The BJBs, man. It's a real thing. That's what they call them. Uh, all right, so let's just go ahead and get into old episode 265. Getting into the news and the notes before we get into uh, our first segment there. Uh, first and foremost, Emil Bamstrom. Oh, yeah, we forgot to do the swoosh. Sorry. Goodness gracious. You're supposed to be the producer. How am I supposed to? I just talked into the beer like <laughs> it's a mic. And that, Yeah, that's how you're dancing. That's how we're going. Uh, all right, so uh, news and notes. Emil Bemstrom has officially been put on waivers, which I got to say, Braden, Braden, I'm a big fan of this. Big fan of this. Granted, listen. There's, a, there's the chance that nobody picks him up and he just goes to Cleveland. And I could potentially see that happening. I'm not sure there's a lot of teams going to be interested in, a, in an Emil Bimstrom. I really don't think he's, like, that appealing out there. So I could probably see him just going to Cleveland, which, all right, whatever. But Great just, for us. I just hope he stays there. No, we need him. I think my
1: thoughts can be summed up in my tweet about it. Um. The artillery tweeted that Bemstrom had been placed on waivers. In response, I said, goodbye, sweet prince. You will be dearly missed. I might be the only person in the world that thinks that. <laughs> I don't think you're the only person. I will say. I, I do. I definitely get the frustrations with him. I absolutely get it. But I like him. Like, when he's hot, he's streaky, and he's nasty. But I, I'm not upset I am upset with the move, but I also get it.
0: I definitely but. get it. I mean, it's he's been a part of this team now for like what three years or something. Three, uh, four, maybe three or four. I'm going to go three.
1: 2019, I think um, was this was that his first year.
0: Yeah, I think he came in with like Texas as well. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's just a guy that we just haven't seen the hype that front office kind of sold us on him, and. Oh, we've seen it. We just haven't seen it consistently, and that's 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 a that's a problem with a lot of these players that the front office seems to bring in. Um, you know, they they have these moments where, oh my God, that's an amazing shot that Bimstrom has, but we only see it like twice a year. And if you can't, you know, put together a whole sixty minutes, then that's a problem. And I think that's been a consistent problem, not just with him this season, but the whole damn team. But the fact that he's had about three to four years to try to figure it out, and he really just hasn't fully done that yet. I am completely fine with this move and it also opens up the opportunity for somebody to be, you know, come back to Columbus. And I think oh, I think Ken Johnson returns. Yeah, I could see that. I think this is actually the more I think about it, this
1: is definitely a, door, a doorway for Kent Johnson to come back up. I don't think they wanted to carry that many forwards and um. Yeah, I think they want. I think they're seeing something down there in Cleveland. KJ's been playing well. Yeah. No, he went. I up don't there. know. I know the first game he
0: had like two assists, and then I think his next game after that he had a goal. Like he started producing immediately. Oh yeah, he's had a handful of goals. He's been up on that first line in yeah. Cleveland, playing center, his actual position. He's supposed to be playing Pascal Vincent. So I hope you know that translates here in Columbus. I know it was only like a week and a half. maybe he was up up in Cleveland, but you know, to get some ice time at center, a position that I strongly believe that Ken Johnson deserves to be playing here in Columbus. Um, I, I love to see that success right away there in Cleveland with him playing in that role. Uh, so I hope if you know, if if Ken Johnson is called back to Columbus, I hope they maintain him and that at that position. I just think that's where he needs to be. He's 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 just a natural at it, and I feel like it goes back to we kind of just forced these young guys out of their positions. That the the whole reason we drafted them in that <laughs> where we drafted them is because you know they're they were a great player in that in that position, and we took KJ off center and tried him on wing. And I mean, last year, sure, he looked he looked pretty good for a he rookie. looked really good yeah, on the had, wing. What like fourteen goals last year? I mean, I think he almost tied you know rookie record for yeah. overall points. Didn't he? Didn't he tie the goal record? He might have. Or was um, that Marchenko? Uh, Marchenko probably did. Yeah. Uh, I, I forget, but I know that uh, in terms of points, KJ was up there in terms of like rookie records and, and uh, you know, came out the gate this year, not so hot, goes to Cleveland. Maybe we'll see the return, but again, I just want to see him in, in the position that he's supposed to be in and, you know, not deviate from that like they tend to do. And then they ruin young talent.
1: Yeah. Which, I mean, they put Line A back on the wing. Thank God, um, and he had a goal right away. Yeah, but see, the problem is, who do they put?
0: Who do they put on the wing? We got, op- we got opportunity. we, I mean, we got, we got. If you're gonna, people, if you're
1: gonna bring KJ back up and put him at the center, who, what center do we have right now? Do you move?
0: Uh because it's Warren's always been high on Boone going back to center. i uh, going back to wing. Really? Yeah. Granted, you I know don't Boone, think Boone do that. Boone does win all of our face-offs. faceoffs. So yeah, that's, I was about to a, say, that's I don't that's think they do that.
1: You get because you got Boone,
0: Fantilli, uh, Corrali, Corrali. Yeah. And then is it silly right now? Silly. He was uh f- he was third line center. Yeah. With uh, but they've experimented Gattro. with him at the wing, right? They have. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Well, I mean, there's op- there yeah, there's opportunity there. Um. I uh, yeah, I think I'd just rather, especially in. Where we're at right now with this season and how it's going, it does not hurt to try to yeah. put KJ at center and make something work. And I think you, you got to hang on to Fantilli that first line with with Varankov and Marchenko flanking. Oh out. my word! That line is great. Um, and then from there, I feel like you just kind of, you know, piece it together. Maybe you put KJ second line center, Boone third line silly fourth line, Corral and wing um, on a fourth yeah. line. But I don't know. I they think got options. The opportunity, the the options are there. So, but anyways. <laughs> Uh, last thing for the news and notes, Rosovic, he's out four to six weeks with an ankle fracture. I honestly thought Rosovic was playing pretty damn good this year. I know that you see the tweets, you see people, you know, hating on him, but I mean, everybody's hating on everybody's hating on everybody right now, which is, you know, understandable. Yeah. Um, but I kind of felt bad for Rosovic because I genuinely, genuinely thought he was working his ass off this year so far.
1: I think him and Bemstrom are two different sides of the same coin. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say that they're virtually the same player. They both are hot at certain times, but they're never consistent with it. Um, I will say this year may have been their both of their best years, consistency-wise. But, again, I'm not seeing anything from Roslevic that I'm super impressed with, but I, it does suck to lose a player four to six weeks with an injury. So, all speedy recovery to him, but hopefully he can come back in four weeks and kind of... Hopefully we're in a groove at that point.
0: And he helps us out. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully something happens cuz we are not in a groove right now. Uh, we're in some kind of groove. Uh, yeah, not the groove I want to be in. Uh, all right, so since our last episode, there we go. There's been uh four games and we're not really going to harp on these games. We're kind of third I mean the Penguins game I definitely do want to talk about cuz that was most recent. Uh, so they lost to the Stars 5-2, to they lost to the Red Wings 5-4. They got a point in New York, a game that should have been theirs, uh, but again, they found a way to, to blow it like they have for pretty much every game this season. Uh, 4-3 loss in overtime, they allowed a goal in the closing seconds, which is pretty on brand for the Blue Jackets. And then the Penguins lost 5-3 last night at Nationwide Arena I will say during the Penguins game, I feel like the Jackets had some good moments throughout the game. I think through all those games they did.
1: I think yeah. you could make an argument for every game except the Stars game. We could have won, yeah, and we probably should have won. Maybe not the Red Wings game, the Red Wings game as much because we were playing from behind the whole game, yeah. But I think you can make a case that we could have won three of those four,
0: and and out of those three to you know, three out of the four games. I'll give props to Elvis. Elvis kept us in the game. Yeah, and like those scores make it look like he didn't. Exact? No, exactly. He did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The store. Yeah. The scores are not indicative of how Elvis played. I think Elvis played. I think he played good. Uh, I think I'm, we're seeing a little more confidence in its game. And
1: Because who started the Stars? Martin. Martin, and then Red Thanks. Wings was Martin. Elvis was the Rangers, and then Elvis was last night,
0: right? Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah, and so he he made some great saves, but unfortunately, you know, with costly turnovers, our, turn- it's, it's, our turnovers are brutal right now, absolutely brutal. And uh, also coming from players you would not expect, like veteran guys out there that are just handing the puck over at bad times against experienced teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins, that's going to cost you. You know, experienced teams like the Rangers, that's going to cost you. You can't make those mental mistakes, and our our veterans are doing that. Johnny Gaudreau, for example. I mean, I saw a handful of his turnovers here recently when you're watching these games. I'm like, dude, where's your head at right now? I just don't know where you're at. Um, but, yeah, but then, of course, Crosby, you know, had the old hat trick is why not. You know, in Columbus, he I think he's scored the most points of any player against the Columbus Blue Jackets. No, he, it,
1: was a, it was such a dumb stat. Like, it's such an ESPN stat. It was. It was stupid, it's, but... It, he was like fifth all time in points against Columbus.
0: Yeah, he but has like that, fifty like, something points. Against yeah, us. I think it's
1: no, he, no. I think yeah, fifty nine points and it was like it was like fifty something points and thirty something games played. Yeah, but again, it's a dumb stat.
0: It, it is a dumb stat. stat. But it still did I mean, you just come to expect it when Crosby comes in the building. Like Fuck he's, that he's guy! He's going to score something at some point. I piss on the Penguins logo every time in our bar. No, oh, I do too. That's what you do. It's what you do. Um. Yeah, so once again, though, uh, Penns fans outnumbered CBJ fans pretty much. Probably about a 50-50 split. Um, by the end of the, uh, towards the end of the third period, when, you know, the game was pretty much over, uh, all the fans that remained were pretty much Pittsburgh fans, so it was a sea of yellow chanting, let's go, Pens!" inside our own barn. If you're a Penguins fan that is from
1: Columbus, not lived in Pittsburgh, moved to Columbus. If you have lived in Columbus or Ohio most of your life and you're a penguins fan fuck off
0: yeah also if you're a season ticket holder of the blue jackets and you put on a penguin sweater because they were your first favorite team Suck when, a the, dick. when they come to columbus yeah eat a dick bag eat, of dicks eat a dick
1: eat a um buck, whatever what was eat. That? i saw a picture on twitter last night dude had a cbj pullover and then a penguins hat you can't fucking do that you can't do it that's like yeah it's like wearing a yankee shirt and then a red Sox hat like you can't yeah. You absolutely cannot do that.
0: Oh, but Braden, my my grandfather's dad's mom was a was a Penguins fan. So Sick, that's dude. why I am. Pick one. Yeah, I hate those type of people. If you want to be a
1: fan, like I get paying homage, but it's it's one of those. Pick one. You know. Yeah. Like it's one thing to own the stuff, and if you go to a Penguins game in Pittsburgh, cool, wear it. But if you are in Columbus at a Columbus game versus the Penguins or any other team for that matter and you wear the other team stuff as well as the Blue Jackets stuff yeah. you
0: have on fuck off Oh yeah same with kind of the Red Wings fans like at towards like the beginning stages of our franchise I feel like there was a lot Yeah which I get cuz you know Columbus it was a brand new market and you know just the Red Wings fans that used to be like back in the day how Pittsburgh is now like it would just be a sea of Red Wings fans but I think we've converted you know yeah. some of those fans to Blue Jackets fans and but anyways, yeah, that was just – it was just kind of embarrassing, honestly. Like, I, I wasn't especially there. Especially in your own stadium. Yeah, man, I wasn't there. I was watching it on TV, and, you know, you every, like, five minutes you would hear the Let's Go Pens chant, and the, they would try to drown it out with the CBJ chant, but you couldn't tell. Like, it it, it was Let's Go Pen, Pens through and through, and it was <sighs> – especially with the outcome, man. We're just a little brother. Maybe, Maybe those Penguins fans a while back were right. They always called us the little brother. Maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> like, just, so I'm in such
1: a funk about... I got this. The Blue Jackets Blues, baby. Yeah. The
0: BJBs. <sighs> the BJBs. All right. Moving on to segment one. What is going on? What's going on? So uh, through 16 games, 16 games, last season, the Blue Jackets were 6-9-1 and one with 13 points. This season, we're four eight and four with twelve points. Twelve. Worse off than last year by one point. Uh, Keep in mind the San Jose Sharks, who are the worst team in the National Hockey League. They have two wins. We have four, so we're probably we're not even that much better on paper, anyways. Yeah. In terms of record, in terms of record. Hey, but we did not give up twenty goals in twenty four hours. That's also true. We're close. We gave up, like, 20 goals in, like, four, like, five days. I mean, what is
1: it right here? We gave up
0: 19 in four <laughs> games. <so. laughs> we're almost there. Uh, so, yeah, again, just what is going on right now this season? Because coming into the season, you know, we made the additions with Provorov and Severson. Uh, we're coming into a, uh, a healthy team, which we did not have all last year. I mean, by this point last season, I think, I don't know how many man, man games we were already down. And, you know, it's just I'm sitting here and I'm just confused because I, I, in the back of my mind, you know, I, I, I never predicted the Blue Jackets to make the playoffs this year. I mean, that was part of our uh, part of our season prediction episode. Um, and I, I put them about fifth place. I think I gave them like 87 points. You know, I think they were I thought they were going to be knocking on the door. With the talent that we that we brought in and and especially being a healthy team and for the most part we've remained healthy with the exception of Line being out for a while, Zach Rowinski being out for a couple weeks. But it just seems like the Jackets cannot find a rhythm and get into a groove to close out these games. Like we we see them and again, like we just kinda talked about it, like sure, like they have looked good. They've looked kind of competitive in some of these games, but when for the most part when when you go toe-to-toe with a team that has kind of more experience you can see just the lack in our game and, and the more experienced team seems to always come out on top and that's what's really frustrating is we just can't find a way to close against these better teams when we are in the game or when we are leading because we just find a way to give it up and yeah so I don't know what's going on Braden I this is gonna sound so reductive and so stupid
1: reductive? Like it's I'm reducing the problem to less than what it is. Okay. Um something's just not clicking. <laughs> like as dumb as that sounds. There's there's games where the offense plays really 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 well and will put up 3, 4 goals. And then the defense can't match it or the goaltending can't match it. Or we'll have games like I think recently where Elvis will play really well and the defense in front of him fucks him over. Yeah. and then Or the offense can't match the goals to pick up on the defensive slack when Elvis is playing really well. There's a disconnect somewhere.
0: It's just and that full 60 minutes. It's like... It,
1: yeah, and we can't close games at all. Holy shit, we can't close games. Like, I think the best way to put it or the best example of it is that Florida Panthers game. We go down three nothing in the first ten minutes of the game. We pull Elvis. We get Spencer Martin. net. Spencer Martin stands on his fucking head. We fight. We scratch. We call. We end up winning the thing, or we're winning at one point. Yeah, four to the three. Round. Yeah. With I think it legitimately was with like fifteen seconds left in the game. Provorov turns around. I don't know what he thought he was doing. Tries to clear the puck. Puts it right on the dude's skate. Puts it on his stick. Gets it past Spencer Martin. After he, it was six on five, and he had just seen probably ten shots in a matter of a minute. Yeah. One of those is going to go in. And then we blow it in the first two minutes of OT. Our
0: OT is atrocious, too. Oh, my
1: word. We can't do we a get, damn thing. Oh, we get beat so bad coming back. Yeah. It's like we do a three-man rush, and we are just so out of position. Usually in OT. the OT's
0: done in like a minute. Yeah. Like, every time we go, it's like, all right, we lost. If we go
1: to OT, I'm like, we're losing. Yeah. But, and yeah, as dumb as it sounds, something is not clicking.
0: And especially, like, the guys you should have confidence going into OT. You know, if you've got Gaudreau and Line out there with maybe Zach Rowinski or Boone, you know, starting off with center, and then he goes to the bench, whatever. But so the guys that you expect to, to get the job done in OT, like your veteran guys, your leadership on this team, yeah. are just not doing it. And, you know... Granted, yeah, there's been other guys out there. We've seen Fantilli go out there too, but But we need you know, our our
1: stars are our stars we need, for a reason. Yes, exactly. We like need Goudre- our st-
0: Goudreau is non existent in this season. Yeah. He has what? If anything, I think he's more like he's more of an like a hindrance on the ice. Like I don't think I've seen I have not seen one bit of confidence in him. And it's concerns. Hey, I just don't know what's wrong. Maybe there's I don't know. Like I said, he's just a non factor. Yeah. Like, no, he doesn't
1: like, he doesn't do much. He's definitely there. He's on the ice. We see him. He's there. But if you didn't watch the game, it wouldn't make a difference.
0: Yeah, so I guess this question, and then like, what are your thoughts here? And, you know, I'll, I'll talk about it too. But, like, understandably, you want to get him going, right? You don't – he's bound to come out of it, at least we hope, right? And – and he's getting a lot of ice time. He's getting like prime minutes. He's getting OT minutes. He's getting power play minutes. And and a guy that's struggling that bad, like should we re- should we reduce those down a little bit or, I, or or let him figure it out and get him out of this funk? Because he listen, he is a proven star in this league. Like we have seen the years that he has put up. Like he is a great player. He's a great facilitator of the puck. He's a great shooter. But for whatever reason, something is amiss. But I, I see both sides to it, like, play him as much as possible to get him out of this funk. But I also see, like, he's kind of a hindrance at times right now. So maybe just bench him and let him watch and piss him off a little bit. And then maybe he'll start playing a little better. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think you bench him. I think he... You think you, like, you take down his minutes a little more? No, like I think you scratch? healthy scratch him. Healthy scratch. And I... We've seen it done before. And here's the thing: I Atkinson think Atkinson was a healthy scratch a couple yeah, years, over like a couple times throughout Torrellas. And I love,
1: era. and I like, but it, I guess this is a whole different issue. I guess I love Pascal Vincent's mindset of benching guys when they fuck up big, or benching guys that aren't producing the way he wants them to produce. But something's not working because they're not coming back fired up. But I think yeah. Goudreau's a guy that you can bench clearly. Or you can bench and be like, "Hey, you're not producing what we need you to produce. You're not maybe not worded like this, but hey, you're not living
0: but up. Here's the thing: you're not living up to that contract Wait, for, for sure. He's not right. He's think right I, now he's not. He's on pace for like 35 points this year.
1: It's like I think we need to get you off the ice for a little bit, and you can work on your game without the focus or the distraction of trying to produce on ice. Because yeah. maybe part of it is he's try- the he's- pressures on himself that he's putting on himself, and it's it's fucking up his game. I don't know." But then this is also where I kind of wish hockey was a little more similar to baseball, where you didn't have guys that weren't that were waiver exempt. Like when guys are struggling in in the MLB, it doesn't matter how long they've been in the league; they'll go down to AAA,
0: yeah,
1: and they'll just just to get reps, just to kind of shake that funk. But there's no real good way to do that in the NHL unless you just scratch them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I,
1: I think he needs to be healthy scratched.
0: I look at it from the standpoint of, like, Goudreau knows he's struggling. Like, Goudreau, he's he, he knows he is having an absolute atrocious year right now. And I, as much as I kind of, I, I see the point in maybe healthy scratching a guy like Goudreau, I am on the side of let him play through it. I, especially right now. We're 4-8-4. and four, We're not going to the playoffs. I, I think at this point, let the guy figure it out because he knows he's not playing well. Like I, there's no way he doesn't understand that. Like he obviously knows it. I guarantee, you know the coaches have have mentioned it and, and they're trying to help him out and figure out his game. But I think he's he's at that level of a player, um, you know where I think he just he has to figure it out by by playing. And I think he'll get there. I I, I do think he'll figure it out. I don't think he's gonna obviously blow us out of the water with his point total this year. But I think he's gonna get get more consistent here. Um, when I don't know but I think he's a guy that just has TS to play through it and I'm okay with giving him minutes at the top line or not, not, not the top line because he was on the third line this past past couple games but I'm okay giving him you know plenty of minutes I'm okay with putting him in in, in high pressure situations in power plays and OTs and i'm just kind of to the point like he he knows he's not good right now that's all i'm saying so let him play through it because that's yeah, cool he can know he suck yeah he can know that he sucks true but what the it's
1: here's my thing i don't care how good you are at your sport like you just get in funks and they're not and i don't think there's a benefit to running him out there in the same situations, the same minutes, the same lines, I don't think there's a benefit to running a guy like that out I would, when he's I in would, a funk.
0: I would say this. Because I, I, I don't if, think it benefits him. If the Jackets were 8-4-4 right now and Gaudreau was still playing this same way, I'd be like, yeah, healthy scratch him. Let him figure it out. But we have nothing to lose to in order to just just play him. But what I'm not being – I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. I, listen, I'm not an expert on it. If we were 8-4-4 – they're like eight four and four, and Gaudreau had one goal and like the three assists he has, and he looked like he is right now on on a winning team, and he was being. I no, still want uh, him scratched. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying then maybe just scratch. But I him. think
1: you need to carry the same mindset here because I mean it's like oh, fuck, we suck again. Just let him play. Like there's there's no benefit to that. Like we're only 13 games into the season. I'm not saying we're gonna turn it around and. Make a one or a two seed out of this. Well, but, know, but, I dude, mean,
0: 13 games, even in the National Hockey League, if you get down early, it is so hard to claw your way back up. Yeah, but don't fucking give up. You could try. You switch your shit up. I'm not saying give up. Gaudreau is a good enough player. To, I, I think he could get out of the funk without, ha- but I, without being a healthy scratch. I think he could benefit from being healthy scratched. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Not fair enough. I disagree. You bitch. All right, fine. Uh, line A. He's looked pretty decent since his, since returning to the lineup. Uh, not
1: much to write home about, though.
0: Yeah, nothing crazy. He's had a couple goals there. Um, yeah, no, like, I, I, obviously he's not to where he needs to be, that line A level we expect, but I think he's playing an overall good good game from the de- defensive side to the offensive side. Um, a good two-way game. Um, I think it's a, a line A that we haven't seen uh, for a handful of, of, I mean, since the start of the season, really, Uh but I've been impressed with Line a on his return, and the fact he's not at center, which I love. You know, he's getting the opportunity on that left wing more. He's winding up that shot, waiting for it, and uh, you know, I, I like the I like him being out there right now on left wing, and I think that he's looked he's looked pretty good since his return. So I'm not uh, I'm not displeased with Liney, but he's not where he needs to be. Yeah. Uh, Severson he concerns me right now like yeah <laughs> See, fuck talk See, about talk about a guy just passing it to the other team like all the time
1: I have a wild conspiracy what the only reason he agreed to eight years with the jackets he's tanking the franchise <laughs> himself
0: right? he's he's colluding with the devils he's
1: colluding with fucking everyone
0: oh got it got it got it
1: Um, but no he's who wow he's Bad. Like, it's one of those. I genuinely, I, we, can, me and you, and then Kyle and Warren and Tyler, we can all sit here and critique our play all the live long day. You put us on the ice, we're not doing shit. Correct. I think I could play better than Severson right now. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Think so? Okay. He's piss poor. He's bad. Yeah. It's, listen, hell, I could put skates on a fucking kitchen chair. And that shit might play defense better.
0: Yeah. I mean, you just got, got to push the chair around a little bit. No, you don't even have to touch it. Just <laughs> leave it there. <laughs> just, It'll play better than Severson. It, it, it might get a couple tripping calls, but, you know. Just don't run not, into it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, man, I, I've i been disappointed in Severson so far. And, like, like, last podcast, like, I was pretty high. Not high on the defense, but I'm, I'm saying that we definitely made improvements from last year defensively. I think these are guys that, again, the whole team just seems to be – in this weird funk to where they just can't figure out how to close a game. And, and again, there's moments throughout these games where they're, they're in it. And you know, you're, you're excited as a fan because, Oh shit, maybe we're finally going to win this game, but we, we bounce right out of it and don't do that. And you know, uh, some of these are just costly turnovers and mistakes. And I've just seen so much from Severson to where I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? You got to figure this out. But again, it comes down to a player that I'm just kind of like, well, we're paying you this money and, (laughs) eventually you're just gonna have to work it out and figure it out and I think that's where I'm kind of at with him but he's just he's just been a little frustrating to watch he's been a little frustrating to watch and I'm just kind of like my god dude you gotta figure it out he's and especially with the contract that we have him locked in for um yeah I don't know man it's but again it kind of goes around to the whole team I'm not just blaming Severson for um, defensive problems because, yeah. you know. I
1: will say our defense as a whole is bad. I think if you go back and look at every game that we've lost in the third period, you can go and look and every goal that has been the tying or the go-ahead for the other team, our been defense a, is out of position.
0: It's out of position or a turnover. Like It's not, not even like a
1: good shot. Yeah. Like it's just, I think it it was Crosby's third goal last night. Yeah. There's fucking no one by him. Have you seen that picture? I haven't
0: there seen it. There are four guys. I was guys, watching the game, but yeah. There's
1: the Elvis and net, and there are four guys, and then Crosby yeah. in the frame. If the net's like directly, <laughs> if the net's your door, and Crosby's that chair. Sorry, yeah. listeners, you can't see
0: it. <laughs> I, I, Yeah, you can visualize it. All
1: four it. of these guys are on this side of the door.
0: Yeah. There's no one fucking close. It's pretty on brand for the season. Oh my god. Out of position. Turnovers. <coughs> and also Zach Ravinsky not being able to hit the net. Yeah, dude couldn't hit water if he fell out of a Oh boat. my God. So we were on the power play last night versus Pittsburgh. What what was he like 0 for 4 on one power play? He he wound up about four shots from the point and every single one went just wide. Not even not even close to the net. He wasn't even like trying to like set up a play by shooting it wide on purpose to get a deflection off a board and maybe somebody picks it up. No, he was just it was just not even in the ballpark. I'm like, my guy, Like this is something that we always – we have counted on Zach Rowinski to be this type he's of guy. He's an offensive defender. He's an offensive defender. He's, he's in the the beginning stages, the beginning years of him in a part of this franchise. He would he would sink that all the time. Like, every single time, like, he would wind up and, and shoot from the point. My God, like, it would go in most of the time. And I think there was one year where he had, like, 20-some goals. Yeah. And he's just missing the mark and – He's also another player right now that's not living up to that nine, <laughs> nine and a half mil. And I know he was hurt at the beginning of the year. And, I, you know, it takes a, takes a little bit to get at, reacclimated into NHL speed and physicality and all that stuff. But, my God, like this dude, um, you know, it's obviously good to have him back because, you know, he's a guy you want to rely on. But he's not to where he needs to be either. Speaking of veterans that need to be, you know, performing a lot better, Zach Rowinski, you're one of them as well. And again, just take four, everybody's money. Four or five shots from the point I'm like, oh my god. I think everybody was shooting like just to the moon last night. I'm like, we need to do like target practice or something. It's it's just screw the backskates. Like
1: Like <laughs> I said, like we could sit here and talk about it again. Yeah, like there's something not clicking. I don't yeah. know what it is. They should let us run a practice.
0: <laughs> as long as I can bring beer. For me. Uh,
1: I'm telling you, we will rattle off like five wins in a row. I think we
0: would. We'd be good for morale. Oh, you're really, <laughs> really bad. I think really, really good. Um all because right, I'm so, telling
1: you, the first turnover Severson has,
0: fuck that guy. He's got to... He's getting benched. He's got to run up the nationwide stairs. <laughs> on 20, his skates, middle of the game. 20 times. Yeah. In between the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Just stuffing down. Uh, All right. Biggest bright spot so far for me... I feel like you maybe agree. Yeah, that old Fantilli line, baby, Varankov and Marchenko. I love it. I gotta say, I feel like that's kind of the only like line when they go over the boards. I'm like, oh, here we go, baby, here we go. I love that line. You got the physicality of a Varankov. You have the finesse and skill of a Fantilli. You got the, you got that silky mitts from over Marchenko, and the, also that just raw speed that he has. That, yeah, you know, he can just kind of force his way in and make some plays and score some goals, and uh, yeah, so that. Dude, that they they got promoted up to the first line, um, and I I was absolutely here for that. I love it. I have fallen in love with Veron Kyle.
1: Kyle, yeah. I will say, Kyle
0: was big he on was, him like he all was,
1: summer. Yeah, buddy. All preseason, all yeah. training camp. Kyle was like, this dude, this kid is going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be up this year. He's going to help us out.
0: And he's already and, first
1: line. And he's first line. Yeah, he's a he's what six five. He's a six five Russian. Oh, huge. He's a
0: huge fucking dude. Yeah. And he, he, he wins those like he wins those board battles. He does yeah. not let anybody push him around. No. Like this dude has all the intangibles and he's even scored a handful of goals already. Like Yeah,
1: he he scored in his first game. Yeah. But I think he scored the next game too. Like he was on like a yeah. two game streak. His first two NHL games he had goals.
0: Yeah. And then ever since Marchenko, he was a healthy scratch for two games, which is a terrible decision by Pascal Vincent. I could not disagree more with that. I know Kyle wouldn't either or would either. Um and ever since he's come back, he's been just very visible on the ice in all the good ways, and all the ways you want to be visible. And, uh, you know, he's he's mixing it up. He's he's an offensive presence every time he steps over the boards. I absolutely love what Marchenko's doing. And then, have, then, then having Fantilli center that line is is brilliant. Like, it's so good. It's such yeah.
1: a good, young
0: line. Yeah, that's a line, too. Like, if those guys stay together. That like, line could be so Guarantee. Yeah, in a couple years, like that line could be one of the top lines in the National Hockey League. And, I, I, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a homer here and I'm a fan of this team, but I mean, seeing... They legitimately have all the tools. Oh, they do. It's the perfect line because you got, you got Voronkov to protect Fantilli, although Fantilli can also protect himself. Yeah, Fantilli can protect that front no. line. Did you see what he did to Trouba, oh, the way? I know he can, but sometimes... Fuck that dude, yeah. by the way. You know, you want to protect your potential stars here, and if you got a guy like Voronkov there, but yeah, yeah fans, but if Tilley wants to get his hands dirty. Oh, he can scrap. Like he, he was scrap.
1: not. He was immediate. Yeah, on that after that hit on
0: Marchenko. Oh yeah, no, he can scrap. Um, but yeah, no, I, I want to see him get in a fight. He, I could maybe see it. I think he
1: will this year. Yeah, he's
0: been close a couple times. He the got, other guys yeah. have had to come in. He got in a scuffle last night with uh, I forget who it was last night during the Pittsburgh game, but yeah, because he got into it with Truba. <laughs>
1: And then he had one, I think it was against the Stars. He had another one. Yeah. And I think Voronkov actually
0: came in and started a fight later in the game because of it. I'm here for it, baby. I'm pumped for that line. If I if I could be happy about one thing right now with the Blue Jackets, that would be it because it's certainly not our power play. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Our power play is atrocious. We went 0-4 last night versus the Penguins. This could also be a clip from the last three years. So, Also true. Also <laughs> valid. It's a broken record at this point. Uh, so this season, we have had 50 opportunities on the power play. 50, which is also pretty high. Uh, in the league, most of it's like mid-40s. So like we're sitting there 50. We've, we've had plenty of opportunities. And we have converted, Braden, hear, hear this. We've converted six times. Six times. Twelve percent. Twelve percent on the power play. What's the league average? I don't know, but I know we're about third from the bottom. Sick. Sick. Yeah, sick. Yeah. So we're 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 doing that. If I guess if we're you know if we're going to be good at something we're good at sucking on the power play. Hey,
1: our so, PK is good though. PK is really good. We're like, I think we're still top
0: yeah. ten, top eight in the league in PK. We're we kill the penalties. I will say that they have. Done a good job of figuring that out. So they probably misheard all of us last year.
1: They heard penalty and they went, "Oh, penalty kill." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we should. uh, Our penalty kill is so bad. Fix that, and now they're gonna fix the (laughs) the the power play.
0: Yeah, but then you know it's all just gonna go topsy turvy again, and ah, fuck you. We're still gonna lose.
1: Can't can't have both.
0: Yeah, so. It's brutal, man. Can't, you just, can't do both. You can't win games if you're not going to be successful on the power play. It's pretty simple. This is a man advantage. It's pretty simple. Like,
1: I, it does blow my mind sometimes. Like, again, never played hockey a day in my life. Yeah. So, I, I could not tell you how hard it actually is on ice.
0: I just feel like in any sport, if you have a man advantage, shit's supposed to go your way. It's supposed to go a little easier. Like... You know, I'm not I'm not expecting us to like go. Like, if you could play five-on-four basketball, you're probably scoring. You're going to win. Probably. You're going to score a lot in those two yeah. minutes. Yeah, so it's just, uh, you know, I, I'm not expecting these guys, you know, last when they played Pittsburgh, they had four power play opportunities. I'm not expecting four goals. Give me one, give me two, maybe. Like, yeah. just convert one at the times. Like, and, and all of a sudden, it's a whole other game. And we can't even do that. Yeah, if we went one for four on power plays all season, we'd be at 25%. Yeah, it's just, I feel like... A lot like, better than 12. I feel like there's just a lot of overthinking on this power play. Like, there's always one too many passes, and and I'm not going to be the type of fan that's going to say in, from the stands and just yell, shoot, because uh, obviously... I love that. I will say <laughs> I love that. I love hearing people, they're not
1: even past the red line, and you hear yeah. people, shoot the
0: puck! Yeah, like, listen, I understand you got to set up something. you got to set up a play, and you're going to have lanes blocked to where you cannot create anything. But at the same time, I feel like we're just passing it one too many times, and all of a sudden it's turnover, and it's more so about just can you put it on net? If you put like, it on net and you have an extra man, odds are you're you're
1: gonna have somebody on the rebound. Uh, yeah,
0: if you got Boone Jenner it's down basic there, basic statistics. Yes, if you got like Boone or somebody in down below, down near the net, like. Maybe picking up a rebound and and, and, f- and putting it in. Like, like I feel like
1: they're looking for a perfect pretty shot on the power play. It
0: certainly seems that way.
1: No, let it rip yeah. and let somebody clean it up. Exactly. Like granted, there's gonna be times
0: or where... Or a ricochet. I- like so many things can happen if you just yeah. shoot the puck. There's and there's gonna be moments, sure, where Line is wide open and he's gonna fire it up and shoot it from left wing like he does, and and he he will get a beautiful shot. He will get a pretty shot off and it might go in. But that doesn't happen all the time because they know who to go to when it comes to de- like defending during a power play, and that's going to be a guy like Linea. And right? I feel like we
1: only look for the goal scorers on the power play, hundred percent. Like we're trying to find a Linea or a Goudreau or they're like maybe even a Antilly or a Marjanko. Yeah, if
0: they're in, if they're on the power play line,
1: but it doesn't have to be them.
0: Doesn't they can have shoot to, it. Yeah, does not have to be that all the time. Just like to me can we at least just try to put it on net and again i'm not like i'm not gonna be that guy that's gonna be yelling shoot all the time because i, I know think i'm gonna
1: start <laughs> i'm starting to can. see their
0: point now you can but i'm, I'm starting just, to see their point like i get lanes are blocked and it's just not a good opportunity but sometimes man just rip it just let it go and let somebody clean it up and and you never know where the puck's gonna go it could bounce back out to somebody else and boom you got a good opportunity but we're not even doing that like it's dump and chase it's overthinking it's too many passes too many turnovers and just not enough shots and and I know that might sound super like well no shit jordan that's exactly what's happening but <laughs> i mean it's just like it's to me i think it's all in it all comes back to overthinking and i think the they they've gotten so far down into a rut when they go out there I don't think they have any confidence in it. <laughs> like, no. It's just that's brutal. Which is crazy. It's, it's brutal. You
1: have an extra man, or yeah. you're just a man up on the ice. Yeah. It's statistics.
0: <sighs> it's brutal, man. Like every time like you hear jackets on the power play, I'm like, all right. Cool. I, I
1: don't even say it with the announcer I'm anymore. Like, wow.
0: Awesome. I used to always be like, Jackets. Oh, oh my god, I don't have a voice. Jackets! Jackets! Oh, like I always say it, I don't even say it anymore. Yeah. Brutal. All right, moving on. All right, before we get into our last two segments, gotta talk about our great sponsor. First one, High Bank Distillery. Start your game day on a high note. Get it? Because it's High Bank Distillery, Braden. <laughs> <laughs> start your game day on a high note with brunch at High Bank Coast. So or if you're going in to uh, maybe watch a Blue Jackets matinee game, because they have those sometimes on Saturdays. Uh, or you're going to uh, you know, pregame for the Buckeye game, you can go to Grandview or their Gahanna location. They serve brunch from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Reservations are recommended. You can check out the link in any of their social bios to, uh, or go to highbankco.com to get a reservation because they are very popular and they fill up very quickly at old High Bank. So, uh, again, start your game day on a high note with High Bank on Saturdays. Serving brunch from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Grandview and Gehanna locations. Uh, reservations at highbankco.com for more details. And then we're going to talk about our other sponsor, SeatGeek.
1: Uh, yeah, so you want to get a ticket to a Blue Jackets game? Ugh. Um, yeah. Any other sporting <laughs> event? They're
0: going to be giving you money. Yeah,
1: they're going to pay you, actually. That's our new deal with them right yeah. now. They're going to pay <laughs> you to go to a Blue Jackets game. But any any sporting event, any concert event, any venue, uh, make sure you use our code CBJA. CBJA to get
0: 20% off. $20, Brayden. $20. Jesus, how many times have you done this ad? I told
1: you, dude. It's it's one of those
0: days. Okay. I tried to talk into the beer bottle
1: like it was a microphone.
0: He actually did that. But, I mean, that's not but That's
1: facts. $20 off Your first ticket purchase with your first email, but then if you wanted, maybe use a second email. Second email, get a second email (laughs) and get twenty dollars off. But yeah, make sure you use the code CBJA at Seat Geek to get twenty dollars off your first ticket purchase for any event.
0: Geek your seat. Geek your seat. There you go. All right, moving on. What you got? There you go. There you go. that's the first time I ever did that. I've never done. That. All right, moving on to segment two of the podcast. Uh, this one is pretty exciting. Pretty, I, I did get excited when I saw this. Pretty damn exciting. Uh, so, per TSN insiders, or sorry, TSN Insider Trading, which is a show on TSN. Uh, there was a site survey done at Ohio Stadium this past weekend for a potential winter classic in the shoe. And this has been confirmed by the league and also confirmed by Gene Smith, Ohio State Athletic Director. He, Gene Smith also said this was the second time, the second visit from the National Hockey League. Uh, this visit in particular, they actually went to the Buckeye game. Just to get an overall experience of, of a game day experience there to kind of see maybe what it would seem like if it was a winter classic and the in, in you know getting in that fan environment. Um, so I I thought for the longest time Gene Smith was a blue jackets hater. And I didn't put it in the show flow until I I saw Known
1: it. No Blue Jackets <laughs> hater.
0: because uh, I mean there's always been the rumors that he just doesn't want a winner classic there at the shoe and And all the shoes not winterized. And it was all kind of a big old excuse as Gene Smith just didn't care about the jackets. But Gene Smith said, he came out, he said, We've been whining, dining in 69 in this NHL to see if they can uh, get it. Batman? Huh? You've been 69ing? Batman, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Gene Smith and Batman. Normally you got to pay double for that kind of action cotton. (laughs) Right. But uh, yeah, so apparently there is movement here. And I could not be more excited. So, Brad, you don't know this, but uh, many, many years ago, the very first year of the CBJ Artillery, I created the hashtag, hashtag CBJ in the shoe, and it trended. And then Clay Hall from ABC6, he, me and him did an interview down at the shoe. Huh. Uh, also, I think NBC, I did an interview at the shoe with them. They were like, do you think it, could, would, it would ever happen? Do you think it's, we could do this? And, you know, of course, me, young and naive, and, you know, just started this CBJ artillery. I'm like, yeah, it could happen. Yeah. In like it'll happen in like two years. What do you mean? <laughs> How many years later? Uh, boy, eight, hey, nine. You're just a little off the mark. Uh, it's a little off the mark, but you know, it's uh, it's it's exciting because you know we, uh, <laughs> I feel like it's a one of the best venues in the entire United States of America. I mean, it's it's up there. It's the freaking horseshoe. Yeah, I, it's I- probably on one level. of.
1: I would put it as one of the most iconic
0: stadiums in sports i think so too i mean it's just it's it's just a beauty and and to finally get traction on an event of this magnitude i think is absolutely huge i love it um so before we get in so we're gonna kind of we're gonna play like what team do you want to see uh jersey concept but so there are four teams right now four teams who have never played even an outdoor game Coyotes, Panthers, Kraken, and Blue Jackets. The first two kind of make sense. I mean, they can, could never host it. Yes, you can. They
1: they hosted outdoor games out in like L.A. Yeah, wrong. Huh? Wrong. What do you mean wrong? It's just not cold enough. You, yeah, I, I want it to be in the Midwest. They did it at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, but I'm saying they're wrong. They're wrong. Okay. You got to do it somewhere where it's cold. You need the feel.
0: Oh. I, you need no, the, I mean, you need I the know. aura. I agree with that. I want. I will be bundled up head to toe, and I will be happy. Yeah. I will be happy freezing my ass off inside the shoe if this happens. Yeah. Um, no, I I agree with that. Like being out in like L. A. for an outdoor game, just weird. Like who, why? Yeah. Pointless.
1: But yeah, uh, I will um, say, Kraken. I get they just came in. Are those the, the four league. of the newer teams in the
0: league? No. The
1: Jackets. I mean, the Jack. We've only been we've been around twenty three. We're relatively young.
0: I would say that mm, the Kraken youngest. It's it's not even about that because I mean um, Vegas already got one. Yeah, but Vegas like, big not market, about, big money. I understand that, but you know, I, it, we're due. Our time is here. Our time is we're we're due for this. Yeah, I think we are. Um, unfortunately, right now our team is awful, but you know, the it is is probably about a two year out plan, is my guess. Yeah, if it does happen, can you not suck your cough drop in the mic? Thank you. I'm sure, our listeners love that. Sorry, listeners, I'm sick. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so those four teams, which is crazy, like, Jackets are just sitting here, we're part of, you know, that, just not being a team to even get an outdoor game, outdoor series or winter classic, but there's traction, there's movement, and to my surprise, much to my surprise, Gene Smith is, he's in on it, he's in on it, I, I was convinced, man, this guy hated Columbus, he kept coming up with excuses, oh, the shoe's not winterized, we can't do it. Uh, I have no interest. I don't think he ever said that, but it just kind of it, the, <laughs> the illusion was there to where I thought he the yeah. the blue jackets. He's like, I'm the athletic director at Ohio State. Blue jackets are second fiddle to us. We don't care. Like I think that was kind of the mindset that I thought yeah. he had. but you know, to host that type of event, I think would be absolutely insane and I'm here for that.
1: But. oh i I'd, I'd love it.
0: I think I'm I'm muting your Sorry. mic. I just muted it. You can't talk or no, two. Unmute me. No unmute me. no. Chewing that mic one more time. I'm sorry, I gotta finish chewing.
1: But yeah, I think it would be a great event. I think I think it'd be really good for Columbus as a whole. I think it'd be phenomenal for the Blue Jackets.
0: And it would just be fun. It'd be a great time. And listen, to all these people talking about how there's no way we're gonna sell that out. It's gonna be a sold out game. Sure, whoever we play, are a bunch of their fans going to come to? Yes. I could see, I'll be honest, I could see them
1: not selling tickets to the Sea Deck until necessary.
0: No, it's going to be sold out.
1: I don't know, man. That's a big stadium.
0: It's going to be sold out.
1: It's a big stadium.
0: Like, they did it in Ann Arbor. Yeah, but that's a little different, I feel like. Well, this It seats more? It was sold out to capacity.
1: Yeah, but who was playing? It was the Red Wings and who? The Maple Leafs. Yeah, motherfucker, that's
0: <laughs> two big fan bases right there. I keep seeing the argument like, well, they could play it at Lower.com. That's the size of nationwide arena. Why the hell would we do that? The Winter Classic is an experience. You're going to I You're think- going to these venues that are never like that. That, that are just like iconic. You're not. I mean, great. Listen, Lower.com is a beautiful new stadium, sure. Oh, it's wonderful. But it seats the same capacity as Nationwide. Like, no. Like, if it's going to be outside, you put it at a place like Ohio Stadium. Yeah. And I guarantee we sell out. Listen, oh, oh, the, uh, how si- many does it seat? 60,000? What? How many does the shoe seat? Are you stupid? 60,000. You want to rethink that for a second?
1: Is it is it 100,000?
0: It's like 105. I don't
1: you know. You
0: actually said 60,000.
1: Yeah, those are words that came out of my mouth. Oh
0: my god, unreal! I think I think we could sell. I don't know. I don't think they'd sell the C deck until they needed it. No, it was going to be sold out. But here's the thing: listen, when the game was at Michigan for the uh, for the Toronto, I think Red Wings game, it was it was about half and half. Which was, I think, is totally fine. I expect that with the Winter Classic. Yeah, I expect half fan bases. I expect both fan bases to be represented in a big way. I don't think it's going to be all Columbus fans there, and if you know, that's just a ridiculous way to look at it. That's not going to happen at all. Um, But I think that you know, there's enough casual sports fans, enough diehard sports fans, just in general, that are going to be like, I want to go see that. That live in this area to where that game is going to pop off, and it's going to be great for this city, and it's. They're definitely going to sell out. I mean, that's if not get close to it. There's going to be at least 90 to 100,000 people in that place. Oh yeah. I I think it would be big, but uh, You know what? We'll sell it out. Absolutely. We'll it's, sell it out. Yeah, it's a big event. Like Absolutely. people are going to be there. Yeah, they'll be there. Uh so what team, Brayden? Do you want to see the Jackets play? You can only uh, you can only pick one. Oh, oh. I have mine. I have I think I have mine. I had it
1: narrowed down to two. I think it. I think it needs to be the Red Wings or the Penguins,
0: and I'm I'm gonna go Red Wings. I'm going Red Wings. Yeah, I think it just makes sense. You got the Ohio Michigan, like Ohio State Built michigan built-in rivalry, and also what you do is you piggyback. You have you first have Ohio State Michigan hockey Ooh, play. Yeah, you have them play like Friday night. Yeah, and then you have the Blue Jackets Red Wings play Saturday night or Saturday during the day.
1: Oh, dude, I don't know if you could get these schedules
0: to line up, but imagine and then football the next. Day. That's what I'm saying. Imagine if you could get it to line up. It's like that's like a two day teardown of an ice rink. I don't know if they could make that happen.
1: But that would be sick if you could somehow logistically make triple it. header.
0: That would be nuts. Yeah. Like, I think that would be the most ideal situation. They could. I mean, it, it could definitely work. But
1: that's got to be a logistical nightmare.
0: Dude, if they can turn around like Madison Square Garden and have three events in one day, like, you just got to have the crew, the man hours, the man power, and you can tear down anything in like yeah, no. two hours. You're right. I think,
1: yeah, I think it's plausible. I just think that would be the most ideal situation.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, Gene Smith did say, so in this interview he did, he did it with Clay Hall today where he was talking about, you know, them working with the National Hockey League, how this is their second site visit that they've had. Um, He also said that we've been working with the Big Ten and the Blue Jackets on this. So, which which means if he says we've been working with the Big Ten, that means they've been talking most likely about an Ohio State, Michigan possible hockey matchup. I don't see football happening at all, but... I like your idea. It, it does, it'd be cool. Because well,
1: Michigan o- OSU ends the regular season every year. Yeah. I think I I think <laughs> I think
0: they could finagle it. That'd be a hell of a weekend in Columbus. That's for damn sure. I,
1: I would, I'd be an OSU fan for that weekend. There
0: are currently naked people on our TV right now.
1: That's just letter, Kenny.
0: I know. That's fine.
1: Why is he standing like that, though? Like what? Just like that.
0: He's just standing normal, it looks like.
1: You got to get him off the TV. But, yeah. <laughs> I I would love that. I think that'd be a hell of a weekend. It would be a long weekend.
0: It would be. And I ex- I expect the Jackets to give us like social media credential passes. I mean, oh, they better. We better be on that damn field. Fuck, I want to be on the ice. And we, we can probably arrange that. Get me on the first line. Okay, well, not that. Maybe we could do like a live podcast on the ice. Not during the game. <laughs> in the middle of the game or just in center ice. <laughs> not during the game, but like we could do one like, you know, the day before. You, you can't hear shit. Well, not like with people there. We just recording. We'll do no. I'm talking middle of the game. Okay, yeah. If you want to, we'll try. I'll reach out to our people.
1: And then when we're on the power play, we are fully in gear, and they get all four of us. Okay. I think
0: we could finagle that. I think we would score more on than they would. So yeah, that works. Uh, Okay. So something really cool about the Winter Classic though is obviously the jersey concepts. They come out with very unique designs. Um either like a throwback to something or just something completely off the board, something you wouldn't expect. So I guess I asked you this question. What kind of uh what kind of jersey are we thinking? So I don't want to see any logo that we have used to this time. I think it would need to be new, yeah. Um, um just specific for the Winter Classic. I think I want to see something, you know, I've seen people talk about, you know, make just a can of specific one which we already have the third jersey with the can. Yeah, Canada. but
1: like that see again that's very that's one we already kind of have. Yeah, I've, the I've one seen that I saw online that I thought would be cool was a chill tribute Lomb- jersey, Columbus
0: chill. Yeah, I just feel like there's so many new fans though that wouldn't know what that is, and they're gonna see it and they're gonna be like, "What is that?" Yeah, like but- I, I, I love the old chill jerseys, like the old black and white. Like I love seeing those old ones walk around nationwide. The old shirts, like they, they're awesome.
1: Oh, yeah, I think you could rework
0: them. I think it'd be a really cool jersey. You could definitely rework it, maybe do it in Blue Jackets colors. That's what I was going to say, yeah. I just think that the chill was so far removed from current mindsets and, like, Gen Z and Gen X to where they're going to be like, what is that?
1: But but that, I I think it would also just be like, oh,
0: cool, I didn't know we had a hockey team before the Jackets. Yeah. Granted it wasn't an NHL team. Yeah, but, but still so you know. it's a hockey team. Well yeah, I mean that that definitely ushered in the Blue Jackets because I yeah. realized there was fandom here for hockey.
1: That's what I'm saying. I think it'd be a cool way yeah. to tribute how hockey kind of started in Columbus. I yeah. think that would be a really cool way to
0: I, I could see maybe that could be on the table. Um I don't think they'll do anything like Canon specific. Maybe no. like obviously we have our thirds, but you know, maybe they want the canon more prominent in that. Um, I kinda wanna see something with like the state of Ohio outline on the on the chest. Uh, um, I don't know what I don't know what you put in there, but I, I think you know Boomer. Yeah, just boomer just waving. Um I don't know, or maybe like the state of Ohio can be shoulder patches on there. Yeah,
1: I, I would say that. I don't like, think that could be I don't think that should be the centerpiece. I, I think the our, our
0: the state of Ohio outline I think is really cool. It's unique and it's almost like just it's almost like perfectly like symmetrical in a way. Uh, For the most part, yeah, kind of there. Um, I just,
1: I, I think, like, what were, what were the Oilers and who would they play this year? Was uh, it the Flames?
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, who, who's the dude that had the dirty hit on? Oh yeah, Line A. Yeah, yeah, it was the Flames. Anderson. Yeah, fuck that guy. Oilers winner Classic jerseys. Granted, they were ugly. They were ugly. The
0: Oilers jerseys. Yeah. No, like, that's the thing about the Winter Classic ones is, like, not necessarily that they're ugly, but, like, they're just so off the wall that they're cool. I think the
1: jersey itself would have been fine. It was the fucking tan pants that they Let had me see. with it. Awkward pause. No, I, I like the jersey. That's what I'm saying. I think the yeah. jersey's
0: fine. It's the tan fucking pants. Yeah. But, like... Maybe we could do, like, a Columbus diagonal... Or something. I don't yeah, know. that would be cool. Just, I just want something, just you know, unique that I, I'm gonna buy that sweater no matter what, and to remember that moment. But I, I just want it to be. They, they they can't fumble the bag with this.
1: They no, just can't. it would have to be. Granted,
0: you're not gonna make every fan happy. Granted,
1: I will say, I don't think they miss on jerseys too much. Like even, I know I wrote a fucking hit piece last year on the reverse retros. But again, I don't think they're genuinely that bad. Like it was just not what I wanted. Like I don't think they've really ever missed necessarily on a jersey. Those reverse retros grew on me. I wouldn't say they grew on me. I like I learned me. I learned to tolerate them.
0: Yeah, they grew on me. I, I like the red ones the most. The red ones are so fucking filthy. Oh, I And they-
1: everybody's like, the red's red's not a primary color. Red's not one of our it's a secondary. I was like, fuck off. A red jersey looks fucking cool.
0: Also, it's reverse retro.
1: Yeah, that's the whole point. (laughs)
0: Like, no shit. (laughs) But, like,
1: I get the blue is more, the blue and the black are more of kind of our main colors.
0: Well, I mean, it was the the reverse retro from like the first, third jerseys. Yeah, but like the red is still in the jersey. Yeah. All all I'm going to say right now so help me God if Stinger is on a Winter Classic jersey. I am going to make him the centerpiece. I am no longer going to be a blue jackets fan. It's a bold fucking call. That is the, that'll be the dumbest thing that I will have have ever seen in my entire life. He never should have been on the primary jerseys to begin with. He was a shoulder patch, which was the dumbest thing I could have ever imagined. And luckily I was pretty young to not really remember it. But I will say when it comes to like the stinger Jersey and the stinger, like logo now, like if I was to find a Jersey with that, with those shoulder patches, I would wear it. Cause I think it's pretty cool, but I don't want, but like at the time I thought it was oh, a dumb, okay. at the time. I yeah. thought it was the dumbest thing ever, but now I'm kind of like, okay, it's cool now because it was almost, it was so bad at the time. Yeah. But now I'm kind of like, all right, it's, you know, stinger on a patch, like on a Jersey. I'm glad they're not wearing them now, but like yeah. I, I would rock an old throwback with if you, you ever know. rocked a Jersey, but True. But If it goes on a winter classic jersey, count me out and I will probably not, <laughs> I would not even go to the game. Count uh, me out. Count him out. All right. we're done with that segment. CBJ in the shoe baby. I, it I may it may happen. I think it will maybe two, three years down the line, but it will happen. You know what would probably happen? The winter
1: classic game in the shoe, but the Blue Jackets aren't in it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They're just scouting it out for Pittsburgh and, like, the Red Wings. Yeah. They're just like, we just want to use your venue. Yeah. I could, that would, that is something that would happen to the Blue Jackets. Fucking. And the Blue Jackets would roll over like, okay, that's fine. Like, Gene, we think Gene Smith is finally on our side. Yeah. It's his last <laughs> big fuck you act as, like, the AD. Oh, my God. I could actually see that that's a sad thing like I'd lose my shit
1: I'd I, go ballistic oh
0: I would yeah and we'd, we'd be the laughing stock of the league yeah like they'd be like oh my that's unbelievable <sighs> all right let's get social yep let's wrap this podcast up and answer your questions all right um from uh,
1: Stu Sickles at BS Beef friend of the pod I'm assuming you're not casting next Wednesday So let me throw this gem out there. Is
0: is Wednesday Thanksgiving? No, Thursday is. Okay. Um, We might, depending on the availability of people.
1: Yeah, Thursdays, Thanksgiving. Um, What is your favorite Thanksgiving food, and do you have any fun or interesting family traditions?
0: Sorry, I just took a big swig of beer. I had to swallow it. Yeah, I had to swallow it. It got stuck. Uh, my favorite food for Thanksgiving, uh, I love me some good mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, that counts. Yeah, it does, I guess. I guess my family, like, every time I go to Thanksgiving, the turkey's, like, always pretty dry. So I just rely on the, like, the side dishes. Eat some gravy on that, bitch. I do, and that's why, I like, that's kind of where I come in with the mashed potatoes and gravy. Do you like again. white meat or dark meat? Dark. No, sorry, white. Okay. Yeah. I'd go either way. But I prefer white meat.
1: I guess. I don't know. Um, you know, turkey's the obvious pick there. Um, I I think my pick might be one of the most controversial. Butternut squash. No. It's a it's a staple at almost every Thanksgiving stuffing. dinner. Stuffing. Yep. Stuffing. I love stuffing. I can't it, say I'm a big fan of stuff. I love it. If it's made right, oof. Yeah. So good. Um but yeah I would say stuffing Is probably my favorite um, Traditions I mean we do the wishbone Every year Um I'm starting a tradition That I've started In the last two years Uh The first And it's just self-imposed Nobody else really participates I get scared Of Thanksgiving Cause the first Thanksgiving After I was 21 I was like sick I can drink at family functions mm. Don't really remember much after 10 p.m. (laughs) Um, It's the way it should be, though. uh, Not with the fam. I'm not sure the fam needs to... Granted, I'm fine drunk. I just get really,
0: really giggly, really lovey. Uh, What was it? Overly talkative. Yeah, I just don't shut the fuck up. Which is normal, just on any day. No, it's worse. Yeah. But,
1: so, my tradition is I abstain from drinking on Thanksgiving. (laughs)
0: Loser.
1: I get scared of it, dude. (laughs) Was, I, always, I bought my dad this bottle of bourbon for Father's Father's Day that year. Whoo!
0: Yeah.
1: And I think I just started bartending. So I was making old fashions out of the ass. I think I had
0: like four. Out or, your ass, literally? Yeah. That's impressive. I think
1: I had like four or five and stayed at my grandparents. Me and grandma were solving the world's problems. <laughs> yeah. We could have solved world hunger. I couldn't fucking tell you what it was.
0: Damn. Unfortunate. <laughs> like it was, it was bad. But yeah, that's my tradition. Do you uh, have would, any? I mean, beyond going to Thanksgiving with my family, uh, the night before, I usually me and my buddy Nick, we always set up a bar. Oh, Blackout Wednesday! Blackout Wednesday, and then I wake up the next morning, really not wanting to go to Thanksgiving because I'm. Oh, just, why not? I'm deathly hungover, and like I need. I just can't live. So then I usually, <laughs> I usually like crack open a shower beer. Then I'm good to go.
1: Yeah, but then the Thanksgiving, I'd be, I just look forward to the food. Oh my word!
0: I mean, me but. too. But it's just like Blackout Wednesday, man. It gets you, gets you. One time went to our bar for Blackout Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that ended not well. <sighs> I made it to Thanksgiving, and so that that Thanksgiving weekend. My dad wanted to do a Thanksgiving brunch, and then like my mom did the dinner later because they're okay. separated. Yeah, and I woke up. My dad wanted me to meet at Cracker Barrel like eight o'clock with me and my brothers. Electric, for, but I was I just got done with Blackout Wednesday. <laughs> I'm not waking up at eight o'clock, but I did. And like like I said, I had a couple. I feel sh-
1: like Cracker Barrel is a good hangover meal.
0: It was a good hangover meal, but like not when in your in your thirties and you got to like wake <laughs> up from a brutal hangover. But I had a couple shower beers and I drove to Cracker Barrel, so electric. Just you know. The shower beers get rid of all hangover. <laughs> all right. Um, next
1: question uh from Spongy at Hey Spongy. If the Penguins fans barge into nationwide, why don't the Blue Jackets fans barge into PPG
0: Paints Arena? Because the Blue Jackets have never had success to where the fan base gives a shit about going over there. We don't travel well, I will say that. Because we just don't, we haven't been successful enough to like garner a giant fan base. 90% of Penguins fans live in fucking Columbus. No, they do. I mean, that's a fact. Like, I have friends that work in the front office and they have told me that anytime games that they play against the Penguins, like in terms of tickets being sold, it's all within like a 614 area code. Like, they all live here. Yeah. Like, granted, there's a handful that travel, sure. Probably a couple thousand travel. Yeah. But like, there's also 10,000 of them in that arena. Maybe not that money, but there's a lot. Um, I mean, I have been to PPG Paints for a Jackets game. There was probably a thousand Jackets fans there. Like it was, <laughs> it was decent. Yeah. Like that's uh, when, when, like when they scored a goal. Like you heard the reaction from fans. Okay. But like we, we weren't chanting CBJ. We could never get that. Next going. game
1: in Pittsburgh. I'm calling all Blue Jackets fans. We're buying tickets.
0: It's gonna be a home game in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm down for that. Um.
1: But yeah. I don't know why we don't. Um, I mean,
0: t- the answer is obvious. Like, sure. I mean, yeah, we have a great fan base in Columbus. Like, we have diehard fans here for sure, but we just haven't seen the on ice success to like for them to like give a shit about going over there. I feel like, like, yeah, you're gonna have your passionate fans that travel. Sure, you're gonna have your diehards that watch no matter what. But if if this team were to like pop off and actually be consistent in the playoffs and win some playoff series and garner more fans and like yeah there'd be more hype to go over to Pittsburgh and play these guys but we just continually struggle year in year out for 23 years and Pittsburgh clobbers us nearly every time they come in the nationwide so it makes sense for them not to travel I get it yeah and that Pittsburgh's also won like a handful of Stanley Cups and they have the proven track record of winning they have and success. We, are, we are the little brother right now that's what we are I hate to say it
1: yeah as much as it hurts to say
0: yeah
1: um Next
0: question. Don't get over too complicated on the questions.
1: I'm not. There's just there's we got fucking 30 responses. Ooh. Which is crazy. Um. Alright, here we go. Um from Fantilly Fanatic at Fantilly Fanatic. If this continues, do you trade off established players like Jenny? Jenny. <laughs> Ooh. Jenny Gaudreau? Jenny. Line A and Johnny for more
0: draft picks. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't want more draft picks. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to continue this 23-year this rebuild. If we're going to trade those guys, it's got to be for guys that can come in and help now. That's what I'm saying. Like It but could, almost, hard it could tra- almost be like when we traded Rick Nash, right? Yeah. When we traded Rick Nash, we got Brandon Dubinsky, Artemi Anisimov, and like Tim Erickson. So we got three guys that helped us they helped us succeed for like a handful of years. Like Dubinsky ushered in like this new little era to where we actually started to make the playoffs. Yeah. We so had Anissa Mob in there too. I think Tim Erickson, Tim Erickson really didn't see a lot of day. I think he played for like maybe a year or two. But like it's going to have to be a, a, a Goudreau caliber player. I don't know if Boone would get a lot in return, but like I feel it, like we could get a, a decent for Boone. Yeah. I mean, but I he's also the crazy. captain.
1: It's I, hard to trade the captain.
0: It, teams have done it but, yeah, but I just don't want to sit through another five years if we're getting draft picks again yeah no like, just, I, I would want somebody that could help us yeah, now 100% and like are we ready now it doesn't look like it but I mean I've seen moments this year where I've been like okay we don't look that bad but it's just like we can't close these games out and we just that's our problem and I don't know what the solution is but I don't think it's trading away all these guys and getting draft picks I don't think that's your answer at all. No, not at all. Um.
1: Next question. From Donald Bradner at Sir Don the Seventh. Eight games remaining in November. Predict how many points we win in that time. Hold on. We, well, well, let's look who we're playing first. Not, <laughs> that it,
0: not that it matters.
1: His guess is 11 out of a possible 16. You are Donald. fucking hopeful. Donald, my God. I guy. wish I had Donald's optimism. Oh, my God, I Donald. wish Donald, Donald, I don't Donald. even need to see the schedule. I'm going to say five. Five points. Okay, so I'm pulling it up. We're playing the Coyotes tomorrow. I think I would like to say we get two because I'm going. All right, so we play. They're like, undefeated when I'm there. All Actually, right.
0: no, they're one and one. Okay, so they're not undefeated. Hey, that's uh, 500, though. So we have the Coyotes. We have the Capitals. We have Philly we have chicago we have the devils we have carolina boston and the canadians to round out november he said yeah, five huh he said 11 out of 16 i was saying five all right so i'm going to go i'm going to go win tomorrow i think they're i think they're going to bounce up bounce out of it i think loss versus the capitals win versus philly loss versus I mean, Foligno and Bedard, I'm just going to go ahead and say, just because it's Felino, he's probably going to score a hat trick on us. Yeah. Uh, we're going to lose against New Jersey. Carolina lost. Boston lost. Canadians probably lost. So I'm going to go one, two, three, four. I'm going to say one of those. Damn, I think I'm going to be on the same page you are. I'm going to think one's going to be an overtime loss. Two, I think we're going to get two wins out of that. So, I, hope, yeah, I I'm gonna, fucking hope. I'm going to go five out of a possible how many points? 16. 16? Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying five. I, eleven is hopeful. I, if we pull out
1: eleven, we're, hats off to you. We're going to playoffs, baby. <laughs> if, if we get eleven points, we are so fucking back. <laughs> we are so fucking back. Jackets are back in town. But yeah, I don't know. Five. All right. Realistically, realistically. but I like Donald's optimism here. What's Donald smoking? <laughs> I need what he's on. He started oh, yeah. that. He started that legal marijuana early, buddy. He must have. Uh, from John Young at CBJ underscore chef. Is it celebrating mediocrity or encouragement to cheer on Johnny hockey during the TV timeout?
0: Yeah. So I saw, I saw that, that tweet. I forget who sent it out. He was trying to rally the fans to, uh, cheer on Johnny hockey during the first TV timeout to like during the Pittsburgh game to show that we are here supporting him. um, I was indifferent about it. I really didn't. I was kind of like, "eh." I think,
1: uh, <laughs> well, because I think it's on everybody's mind. If you watch a baseball at all, it was Trey.
0: Wait, T- do, you, do you play baseball?
1: Believe it or not, I do. I don't know if I ever talk about it. Yeah, but if you watch the Phillies at all, Trey Turner sucked in the middle part of the year. He had a out of really bad slump. And in his second, it was, it was a, at some point in a home game, he got a standing ovation walking up to the plate.
0: But so in hockey, and in
1: in the, and right after that, he was, he, his numbers went crazy. Like he was hitting above 300. But he was in in hockey though, out. how
0: do you know that you're cheering for Johnny Gaudreau? Like if you all just stand up and start cheering during the first TV timeout, like all the players are going to be confused. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. How does that work? Johnny, Johnny. Yeah, maybe it's a Johnny. Maybe it was a Johnny. I didn't read the whole tweet. I just People tag me in it, and they're like, can you get behind this? And I was just like, I'll let you all figure it out. Yeah.
1: Is it encouraging mediocrity? No. I think it is. Encouragement, you're letting the players know that you're still there. Hey,
0: I I will never critique a fan on how to be a fan. No, not at all. If you want to do that, do that. By all means, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, and make fun of it. I was just kind of like, "Well, how's he gonna know?" Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we get shit on all the time just for giving our opinions, and I'm kind of like, "All right, well, how about you start a podcast? Let's <laughs> no. hear. Let's hear your no, thoughts. We need less of those. Let's hear your. I'm thoughts. surprised we still even have one.
1: <laughs> Who wants to hear four white guys with mics? Well, thousands do. Apparently, <laughs> uh, don't know why. All right, next question from Matt McCloskey. At M. McCloskey 10. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, family member of the pod. <laughs> um, Braden's dad. Um, he said, You can obviously see Johnny's frustration with his lack of production. Who are your ideal line mates for him? He doesn't believe Roslovic is a good match. He's uh, hurt.
0: I would agree with that.
1: Uh, Boone is fine. Do you think that third piece is line A? Bemstrom or Texier? Bemstrom. Well, they Bemstrom. <laughs>
0: Bimmy's on waivers. This was clearly
1: set early this morning. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: um, he left Fantilli and Marchenko off
0: because their line with Voronkov is fantastic. Oh yeah, you don't change that line. That but that line's I might, untouchable.
1: I, I might be on the Kyle wave. What? His, his daily tweet that he's doing now, where it's he wants it to be Goudreau, Fantilli, Marchenko.
0: <sighs> That's a toughie because. I, I want to I I want right now Gaudreau and Laine, opposite each But they of didn't work other. last
1: year. They're not working right now.
0: I think it's I think it comes down to who's dishing the puck and getting through the zone, and it's always been Jenner. Do you, you think it? Give me a better center. Do you want Vantelli to switch? No, because I like what's going on there, in that first line. I That's, don't it's know. It's not Cylinder's not the answer. He's a he's a good third, fourth Kent line. Fucking Johnson. KJ's the answer. Put Ken Johnson as center, my guy. Yes. I can see it. Bring him up. KJ center, line A left, Johnny right. I don't know. I think I, I
1: do disagree with him in the sense that I, I think they need a different center. But then I also think he needs a – like, I genuinely think Goudreau needs to be separate from line A. And I think he does need a little bit better of a center. Because I think when Goudreau's on that line, he tries to be a playmaker. He tries to create. He
0: tries to. I feel like he's. He He tries
1: to create, which I feel like is what the center should be doing. If you put a better center with him, not that Boone is a bad center.
0: But but we we all know what he brings. He doesn't bring. He's not a huge
1: playmaker. He's not going to create chances. I think if you put like a Fantilli or a KJ with like a Goudreau. You know what I think happens in a Voronkov or a Goudreau and Marchenko. I think that line would work really well.
0: I think we see that happen. I think once Bimstrom is wait, once he's like goes to Cleveland or no, no team picks him up, whatever. Yeah, I think KJ gets sent back. I think they might experiment with old uh, KJ at center with maybe a Goudreau. I hope so because We need to fucking try something. F- listen, KJ Kempin, f- he can facilitate. He can. He has. He has the intangibles of doing that. Put him at center. Let him work with Goudreau a little bit, you know. I I'm open to that. Like bring he's he he could be the dude. And we like again, like I said, we got nothing to lose. We're four eight and four. Jesus. Like try something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think we need to do something. We need to change something the fuck up. Yeah.
1: But yeah, that's about it. Um next question from Rob at Enfuego. When do we have ownership finally clean out the front office of this team? It's not working and they keep making blunder after blunder with the coaching staff. They do. I think if this year is similar to last year, it's over. Yeah.
0: It's got to be over.
1: It's five coaches in 10 years
0: and none I, of them have worked out super well except for Torts. Torts has been the only one and yeah, so like it has been five coaches in 10 years and Torts had a good he had a good five he had like a what, four, four or five or? years here four or five year run and he did a he did a good uh, Yarmo job. came in when Yarmo came in with Richards. Yeah Richards was still so that coach. was not Yarmo's guy. Larson um, was the coach for two years. No it was yeah so it was Richards, Torts, Larson, Babcock. And for three months. And I'm counting Babcock. I'm counting that higher as yeah. as, a, as a front office. I think he like, should. I don't think you a should front office fuck up. Yeah. Like they did that. Yeah. That's counted. Yeah. And then you got Pascal. So and I mean, to me, I think... None I, of his none of his guys have really worked out torts, super well. Torts, you know, Torts worked.
1: I mean, players, like draft picks, oh, trades. Yeah. Not many of them have worked in our favor.
0: Like, yeah, we get stars. We got Line A. We got Goudreau. He got Panarin in here for two years. Panarin know.
1: was phenomenal
0: oh, when he was here. I think one of the best jackets to ever wore a sweater. But, I mean, outside of Panarin... He got Bobrovsky in here. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So I mean, he's. But listen, I mean, recently. When, I, I will say, when it comes to Yarmo trades, I think he does a a pretty decent job drafting. Is you know fifty fifty. You never know, really. Um, so yeah, I listen. I think he's already stayed past where he should should have been with us when it comes to Yarmo and JD. Like I appreciated what they did there, especially with that Tampa Bay sweep, and I think that you know they brought in some pieces, and we uh, to me we had pretty much everything we needed, but we just didn't get past the second round. Like we lost to Boston in what five or six, yeah, six? Um, yeah, six, and then it just then the wheels fell off, and we have not been able to regain traction. And you know, again, we see moments throughout this year. We're like, okay, cool, we look a little good here, but then we can't close. And again, we're the youngest team in the league, again. And it's just frustrating. It's a repeat pattern of the same bullshit, and yeah, and I'm to the point now where it's like, dude, Yarmo's on his fourth coach, and most GMs, if you get maybe two opportunities to bring in your guy, and if and if you can't figure it out, then then you're gone. And I don't know why Yarmo has such a long leash with the McConnell family, but he does. And I, I'm off. I'm I am fully off of that right now. I I am the biggest critic of Yarmo. Yeah, I think and if we have a similar season, they're out yeah his seat's hot oh it's burning it's
1: scorching yeah his seat like
0: if if we go this the the same trajectory that we're at right now if we continue this down this road this season i could see him out by like january yeah like if we continue to lose the way we're losing something's got to change man like man ownership has got to just whip it out and be like we're moving on this is this is not working sorry we we're trying it your way. We've tried it your way for ten years, and it ain't working. It, it worked for like three three of those years. Like we made the playoffs a handful of times. Cool. We we made a run. I wouldn't even call that a fucking run. It really wasn't. For us, it was because we had never seen past the first round. So yeah, no, you're right. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, I guess one we'll did here. Last question from Michael Canary. Uh, Michael Canario too. Will Fantilli outscore Bedard
0: on Wednesday? Ooh, that's a good question. Bedard, uh... Bedard's tearing it up right now. He's tearing it up. I think so is Fantilli. not Fantilli? Fantilli's, I think, third in rookie points. Bedard's leading. Yeah. Fantilli leads our, our team right now. Tied. Yeah. Tied, I think, we had maybe nine points, which is not a lot. Which is... But for him, I mean... Yeah.
1: Because, I mean, Bedard, I think Bedard's at 13.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're right on each other's heels. Yeah. uh, That's going to be a good little battle to watch. I am excited for that one. That'll be a good little battle to watch. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Fantilli two points, a goal and an assist. I'll, and go, I'll go
1: and then I'll go Bedard. I'll give him a goal. I'll give Bedard a goal. Yeah.
0: I can see that. Especially because Felino's on his line. Yeah. So you know damn well Felino's gonna try to get that, you know, help him out versus old team.
1: Yeah, I'll give Bedard a goal. Yeah. And I'll give Fantilli a goal and an assist.
0: Alright. So yeah, we'll uh I'll agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing else. All right. Neither do I. We're done here then. Uh, The BJ blues. The B, what's the, what are we calling it? Uh, The Blue Jackets blues, the BJBs. BJBs. The BJBs. All right, little boomers, we're done with this episode, episode 265. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We love you dearly. Let me turn off the- Love you
1: guys too, man. I love you all.
0: I, I listen. I say the jackets. I I think they come away with the win tomorrow. I'm hopeful. I think they come away with the win.
1: If not, I hope nobody sees me at our bar after the game because it'll be bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, we're done. I have nothing else to say. I got nothing else. All right, low boomers. We'll see you next Wednesday. day. Maybe. That's right. It might be, yeah, we'll we'll figure that out because it is the Thanksgiving season. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. Maybe we'll do one Tuesday. Probably. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Yarmo gets fired and we got to do a breaking one. Maybe Yarmo's on it next week. <laughs> we'll ask some questions. <laughs> the hard-hitting questions fans want to know. All right. We'll see All you. Right. Goodbye. See ya.
1: Source.